Minority Sports Report. I am your boy, Big Black. And I am not Jay Snog. He's not Jay Snog. Nope. I'm Scame Motherfucking Dollar. Scame Motherfucking Dollar. And we are here live with an early recording, the Scheme Edition. So, here the fuck we go. Alright, brother. Here's what we got. What we got. Sunday, all the sports are on. It's a day of the week. You know... You know, the day everybody dreads because we got to work on Monday. Mondays. I love Mondays. Uh, fuck Monday. Mm. Only because it means it's the end of the, uh, end of the weekend. And it's the end of, uh, I don't know, fucking what, who cares? Fucking yeah, let's go. Day. Sports, let's baby. Go. Sports. Sports. Sports, sports, sports. Sports, 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 sports. So first up, <clears throat> we got some hockey finals. Well, we'll get there first. Uh, the Western Conference finals, because last time they were still, uh, mm-hmm. I think both series were at 3-1 at that point. Yeah. Uh, but those series are over. Uh, the Western Conference, the Dallas Stars won that series 4-1. to uh, They beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 to in overtime on Monday night. Um, then in the Eastern Conference, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning ended up winning that series 4-2. to uh, So they ended up getting beat by the Islanders in Game 5 in double overtime on Tuesday. And then uh, went to Game Six on Thursday, which they beat the Islanders two to one in overtime. Uh, so that is how the final set up. It is the Dallas Stars taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, that series already started. It started Saturday night, um, and that was uh, won by Dallas. They beat Tampa Bay four to one in that game one. And um, fuck, I don't remember what the next game is. Yeah. It's the 21st. Oh, it's tomorrow. That's right. The 21st is tomorrow. So the next game would be Monday, as of uh, we're recording this on Sunday night. But yeah, so that's the Stanley Cup Finals. Two teams I really don't give a shit about, but mm-hmm. it's still hockey, so I'm watching. Good for you. You're brave. Yeah. It is what it is. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I guess go Eastern Conference. That's it. Fuck the Lightning. Fuck them. Fuck them. No, that will be a tough one for them, though, because they're down. Uh, they've been down there, one of their stars, the entire playoffs. Steven Stamkos. And I think they got another big name guy down, too. So. Mm. Good for them that they made it to the finals with that. Yeah, yeah. Can't hate it. Can't hate that. All right. Uh, now it's a UFC. Yeah. 
Uh, I know last time we didn't really touch on it uh, much, or did we even touch up on it at all? No, we didn't. Shit? Not at all. All right, well, uh, he was vacationing out in France. Uh, where is it? In Corsica. Um, he was out there vacationing with his family. I get well, I'm assuming with his family. But at this point, I guess his family wasn't around. I would hope not. Because uh, allegedly, allegedly throwing that out there big time. That he uh, showed his dick to a woman who walked through, like who was walking by towards the bathroom. Uh, that's not like the official word on what happened. I haven't really seen any like official detail about what happened. Yeah, yeah. Other than like alleged sexual assault and misconduct kind of shit. Um, but that was one thing that I heard like in the beginning when all this happened that he showed his dick to some girl or he was playing with his dick as she walked by. Uh, he's obviously denied it. Um, he's come out and said that he he's like being set up for all this shit because this is like the second situation that he's had to deal with with something like this. But uh, yeah, so they're still uh, fighting that shit, seeing what's going on with that. Oh, yeah. But he was arrested. He was released. He's out on bond or whatever for <laughs> uh, pending the investigation or whatever. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, obviously, there's not a lot of information out yeah, there. not a lot of info coming out. But I will say that Conor McGregor is, at least in my book, a piece of shit anyway, so. Yeah, I mean. He's we'll a, yeah, see. He's a rich piece of shit. Money got to him. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I, I mean, he's obviously he's denying it, and he seems pretty confident because there's rumors that he's talking comeback. Uh, so I don't know. Who knows? We'll see what happens. See what uh, details actually come out. Fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, there was a UFC card this weekend. Had another UFC Vegas card. Uh, this was UFC Vegas 11. Uh, this was the Kobe Covington, Tyrone Woodley headline card. Oh, yeah. Totally yeah, missed this. Yeah, this was a good one. Stacked yeah. card. Um, this one opened up with Kevin Holland defeating Darren Stewart by split decision. Uh, oh, I know I don't really give out predictions on this shit, but I, I do my little own personal shit. I was on point with this card. Just saying. Oh, well, um, shit, you should maybe start doing <laughs> predictions so we can fucking believe you next time. Yeah, Nelson. I know. I have no proof. <laughs> but yeah, Kevin Holland defeated Darren Stewart by a split decision. Uh, then in the next match, we had Mackenzie Dern defeating Randa Marcos by submission uh, due to armbar in the first round, which was pretty expected. Mackenzie Dern's a BJJ, like, world-class athlete, oh, multiple-time champion. Oh, she defeated that giant girl, Gabby Garcia. Yeah. She's a beast. Uh, but in this one, Dern tried to... <laughs> she started off, she tried to throw some wild-ass kick, uh, which she whiffed on big time, ended up on her ass. Uh, so uh, Randa Marcos engaged with her like as she was on the ground, which was a bad idea because, I mean, Mackenzie Dern's a fucking <laughs> right. world-class BJJ athlete. Right. Uh, so Mackenzie Dern started working her her game. Uh, she went from like an arm bar to a triangle, was working the triangle for a while. Uh, then she made like a quick, like real slick transition from the triangle to an omoplata, which is that uh, 
that move with you basically like twisting your, their arm up with your legs uh, and coming up behind them. She kind of did that, ended up in top position as they scrambled. And from there, the position she was in, she wasn't like normal mount. Uh, Random Marcos was on her side, so it was kind of like a side mount. Mm. Uh, so Dern had that and was able to lock up a tight-ass arm bar from that awkward position. Uh, she had to work for it for a little bit because Marcos was fighting it, but it was only a matter of time before she gave in. That shit was deep, or her shit would have definitely broke. Broke. Yeah. Yeah, big win for Mackenzie Dern. Another arm bar. Uh, the next Dude. matchup was uh, Johnny Walker coming back mm-hmm. off of an injury that he got from celebrating too hard. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember, he celebrated the win uh, doing the worm and ended up fucking up his shoulder. So he was out for all this time. <laughs> uh, but he was back in action against Ryan Spann. Uh, this was a good one. I was kind of leaning either way on this one. I did choose Johnny Walker, but again, no proof. Mm. Uh, Span <laughs> uh, was kind of dominating the match in the beginning using his uh, his clinch up against the cage. Um, after like they scrambled on the mat, Span tried to rush him up against the cage again, and he was kind of low, going for the legs, like going working a you know how they do the takedown, kind of drag you down the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he was holding on to the legs, Ooh. Johnny Walker hit him with a fucking meat. Well, he was hitting with hammer fist for a while, uh, but at one point he hit him with this fucking nasty sounding elbow. Ooh. Like it's a, if you can imagine what it would sound like when somebody's skull cracks when you elbow them, oh, that's yeah. what it sounded like. Oh yeah, like it sounded like what I would imagine a, a cracked orbital will sound like. And it was, dude, it was ugly. As soon as it hit him, he fucking went limp. Uh, Walker landed a couple more punches before the ref was able to step in and save Span. But uh, yeah, big TKO win. Uh, well, no, not TKO. Big KO win um, for Johnny Walker. No worm after the match. He kind of <laughs> just got on his knees and sat there like he was meditating. <laughs> Should I uh, do so it? Should I do it? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny if he if he did the worm. That would have been hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so it was a big first round KO there. Uh, in the probably one of the most anticipated matches of the night, it was. I'm gonna fuck these names up, but I don't give a shit. Yep. It's Kamzat Shemayev. Uh, he defeated Gerald Mearshart by KO, uh, and this was. Like, what was it? Fifteen seconds into the first round, mm. Mm. Uh, they the two started off. You know the normal feeling out process, throwing out those little air jabs, not making any contact, just trying to get your range. Right. Chimeyev uh, threw one uh, like body kick, and then his next punch was a, a right hook that landed clean on Miyashart's chin, folded him instantly. Uh, Shemayev hooked off on him like two or three more times before the ref step, like, stepped in. Literally, first punch he threw. Wow. Demolished this dude in like 15 seconds. Man, all right, I'm going to have to catch that one. Yeah, there's a lot of hype behind Shemayev, and this this match like did not didn't didn't live it down. Mm. The hype is real with this dude. Alright, alright, alright. That's what we like to hear. Uh, but yeah, so the next one up was the co-main event. 
It was uh, Cowboy Cerrone taking on Nico Price. Uh, this one kind of ended up kind of fucked up. Uh, it was a majority draw. Uh, because Nico Price would have won the fight uh, by a decision the way it had turned out. But due to two early eye pokes, he got points taken away. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so that's why it was a draw. Um, so, yeah, kind of a shitty way to end that one there. Damn. But it is what it is, especially with MMA. Those fucking eye pokes happen, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. It's too often. Yeah, and then in the main event, uh, just like I predicted, Colby Covington defeated Tyron Woodley. Uh, not by the, well, he he did dominate Tyron Woodley, but it ended by TKO due to a rib injury in the fifth round. Uh, Covington was, like I said, dominating the entire fight. Uh, he would have won either whether it ended this way or went to the judges. He still would have won, I right. think, unless he would have got fucked over. Uh, but um, Woodley was on his back. Covington was on top of him. Woodley had Covington in the gu- uh, guillotine. They were right, like pressed right up against the cage. Um, Covington trying to work out of the guillotine. All of a sudden, you hear Woodley scream out, "Ah, oh fuck, my ribs!" I'm like, you know, something like, "I'm hurt, my ribs!" And then the ref calls it off. Um, and Covington stands up, starts screaming, I want my belt back. Where's my fucking belt? Like, he just TKO'd the shit out of Woodley. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, you dominated the dude, but relax, buddy. Um, Yeah, it's kind of a shitty way to end it, but like I said, no matter what happened, there was no way Woodley was winning that fight. Mm -hmm. I kind of seen this happening. Covington just grinds people down. Um... Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's either going to be Covington and uh, Osvidal or possibly he'll get a shot at Usman again for the title. Either way, I'll watch it. Those are the the two rumors I've heard after that. Uh, But they did confirm with x-rays. I guess Woodley shared his x-ray with one of the MMA journalists. Mm -hmm. He did have a broken rib. Um, Apparently, from what he says, he heard it pop earlier in the fight. Uh, but then in that last round, while he was in that position, he heard it pop again, and that's when he felt the most pain he's ever felt. And that's why he screamed out, and they stopped the fight. Ooh, oh, fuck. I can't even... Ugh. Uh, yeah. I, I can't imagine. I can't. Imagine. Yeah, somebody who's had broken ribs and cracked ribs, it is not fucking fun. Yeah, dog. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit sucks, that. and I can only imagine having a fucking... Somebody on top right. of you, Ooh. grinding into you <laughs> at the same time. Ah. Yeah, so that's how that main event ended. Um, and yeah, it is what it is. Uh, some people are calling for. I think Dana White said that he's probably looking for Woodley to retire because Woodley's lost a few in a row. Man. <laughs> but yeah, the fucking the maga loving Covington. Is uh, back in the title hunt. Yay. Yay. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to, I always want him to lose, but I know he's going to win for certain people. The only person that can beat him is Usman, who did it already. And I think Masvidal can do it too. Yeah, Masvidal. Man, that would be a fucking nice fight. 
Yeah, that's a good story too because they used to be best friends and roommates and shit like that. Mm. And now they hate each other. <laughs> Tight. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, that would be dope. But now I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, jumping into Dynamite. Oh. Uh, we had Dynamite opened up with um, FTR taking on Jurassic Express. Uh, Jurassic Express were the first ones to hit the ring. And then after they hit the ring, the Young Bucks came out to everybody's surprise. And then they super kicked the shit out of the ref and then just left. <laughs> um, as they walk through the backstage area, they pass Tony Khan and they throw a stack of cash at him. Basically like, here, you're going to find us. Here's a cash. And yeah, that was that. Uh, they get a new ref. Ref comes out and starts the match with FTR and Jurassic Express. And um, solid, solid fucking match between these guys. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just the beginning of a great fucking show, honestly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it did start off with a good one um at the end of this match there were a few little sneaky like roll-up attempts and shit like that from jungle boy uh but on the last one i don't remember who, who it was from ftr uh it was one or the other uh, ftr number one <laughs> was being rolled up by jungle boy who's the ball uh, ftr number two the ball the ball ftr one. number one <laughs> to the re- like reverse the position so that he ended up pinning Jungle Boy Listen, and he held on to him uh, to get that and steal the win from Jurassic Express who's the bald guy I don't remember oh okay I know it's Cash Wheeler and Dax, Dax Harwood but I don't remember who's who yeah neither do I but the bald guy was in the ring yeah yeah the bald guy was getting pinned but uh, yeah, so FTR continues their little streak that they got going on. Um, probably get a, uh, I don't know. This wasn't even a title match. No, no. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah it wasn't the title. It wasn't a title match at all. Just a fucking so showcase. Ass for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it wasn't really an ass whipping. It was a solid match. Uh, after that, um, there was kind of a little incident with Matt Hardy getting laid out in the backstage area. Uh, they asked Private Party who was there with them. They said they found him like that. Uh, then Jericho, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager came out, um, made a little joke saying that they hoped they didn't have to amputate his leg. Um, then they told Private Party that they'd see them later because they had a match later on that night. Uh, so they basically took Matt Hardy out of the situation for that match later. Uh, after that, we had a match between Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page, and um, Frankie Kazarian of SCU. Uh, Kenny Omega match. joined the announced team for this one. You, what was that little comment you had for this? Oh, I said another solid match. Yeah, solid match. I wrote down uh, one of JR's taglines. It was a slobber knocker. Slobber knocker. Because <laughs> these two just like beat the shit out of each other for the entire match. They did, though. They really did. It was, yeah, it was... Big exchanges back and forth, a lot of power moves. Um, at the end, they had a nice little thing. So, like, uh, Hangman was trying to set up the buckshot lariat, so he was standing on the apron on the side of the ropes. They had a good little exchange of uh, reversals 
I think there were like four or five different moves that they reversed at, along the ropes. But then Hangman was eventually able to get the upper hand and get the buckshot lariat there to score the win. Yeah. Uh, after the nice. win, Omega, who was at the announce table, kind of says goodbye to everybody at the announce table and dips off. Um, but through the entire time he, through the match, they were talking about the tag team between him and Omega, him and uh, Hangman Page. Omega's basically saying he wants to focus on singles. They're saying that Hangman wants to get the tag team back together. Uh, so that's why they're playing this shit up. And like I said, Omega walked off. Uh, Hangman kind of looked over to the announce table after he walked off to see, like, to look for him, and he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So they're still playing up that uh, weird relationship between those two. Sad Hangman and Crazy Kitty. Yep. Uh, but Hangman brought back calling for the beers from the crowd after a win. Yes, he did. That was tight. Yeah, that was tight. Good to see. That was a fresh beer, so no COVID. Yeah, no COVID. No COVID. <laughs> They're being safe with the gimmicks. Uh, next matchup after that. Um, <laughs> on the side, I look up for like some of the little notes and shit like that. They had this listed as MJF. Uh, verse job jobber number blah 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 like whatever random number mm-hmm. uh, but it was actually his name is Sean Dean uh, so MJF came out and basically right as the match starts he pokes Sean Dean in the eye <laughs> and then grabs his arm and slaps on his uh, arm bar move called the salt of the earth and that's how he gets a submission win in like five seconds uh, after the match, he takes the mic, basically crying about how Moxley cheated at All Out. Um, the fans were chanting, you're a loser, which was great. Yeah, I missed that uh, whole shit. Oh, you missed that part? Yeah, I missed that whole thing. Uh, that shit was funny. Um, he made the ring announcer call him the undefeated, undisputed, uncrowned champion of AEW. <laughs> and then uh, he made a little comment about uh, how all these new stables and stuff are popping up in AEW so he kind of hinted at either joining one or possibly starting his own Uh, but yeah that's kind of how he ended that little promo after his match his quick little match let's go Uh, after that we had Eddie Kingston with his uh, squad of the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers. Um, they, he came out, he's still talking shit, saying that he didn't lose the Battle Royal, said something about look at the rules. So he's still playing that. Uh, basically said that they worked out their issues from the previous week of where the Lucha Brothers were arguing and shoving each other and shit like that. Said they're creatures of chaos and basically told them to attack people. So they attacked like three random guys that were at ringside. I think one of them you pointed out when we were watching was uh, was named Griff Garrison. Yeah. And uh, there were two other guys. One of them they were calling Pink Shirt Guy because he had a pink shirt on. (laughs) Um, But yeah, after that, you know, it's funny because as they're beating up these like three random guys, Eddie Kingston is doing like live commentary throughout the entire beating, which was (laughs) it was pretty funny. Uh, Him and his thick ass New York accent. For real, pa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after that, uh, his last little comment, he told Blade that it's time for him to get his his house in order, uh, which was another little shot at his uh, real life marriage to Allie. 
who's in a quote-unquote relationship with QT Marshall in AEW. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see how they tie all that together. Yeah. Maybe that will set up a feud with the Nightmare family. <sighs> Who knows? They'll get destroyed, though. Yeah. Well, after that, we had um, the Inner Circle, which is Jericho and Hager taking on your boys, Private Party. <sighs> oh, excuse me. God damn it. Great match again. Damn. Yeah, uh, this one, uh, yeah, like you said, great match, solid match. A lot of big uh, spots from Private Party, like they do their uh, do their high flying thing, like they always do. Yeah, fucking great. Um, at the end of this one, I believe it was Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, he avoided a Judas effect from Chris Jericho, and then he tried to go for a senton bomb. But Jericho moved out of the way, and um, when he got up, Jericho hit him with the Judas effect and connected that time. And that's how they were able to get the win. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, uh, Jericho attacked him, and then um, I believe it was Mark Quinn was the one that, like, I think it was a super kick or sidekick the shit out of Jericho, and uh, Hager kind of pulled him out of the ring to save him at the end there. Ah, a fucking private party. Private party. They fucking... didn't win, but they were standing tall at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, they are definitely the future of that fucking tag team division. Or... No question. Yeah, they're creative with their high-flying shit. Nah, yeah, they're fucking... It's tight. And they're black, so it's even double dope. Yeah. Double dope. Next up, we had the NWA Women's Championship on the line. That's right. Thunder Rosa defending her belt versus Ivelisse, which uh, she ended up winning. Uh, She hit Ivelisse with a tombstone to get the win. Uh, After she got that win, Diamante, which is uh, Ivelisse's tag team partner from that tournament, uh, she attacked Thunder Rosa from behind, which caused Hikaru Shida to jump in and uh, help out Thunder Rosa from the attack. Uh, there was a little moment where Hikaru Shida had the NWA belt. She was kind of looking at it before she gave it back to Thunder Rosa. So, I don't know. Maybe they're setting up a, a NWA match between Rosa and Shida now. Because they already had the AEW match. Yeah. I've, I've heard that... Um... That they have signed Thunder Rosa, yeah, already. Yeah, uh, so but I'm wondering if they. You know, it would be nice if they do the next one, this little rivalry, make it for the NWA Women's, have Thunder Rosa win, defend her belt, and then the in the rubber match have it belt first belt. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like at a pay per view or some shit. But yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After that, we had a uh, in-ring promo from Lance Archer and Jake Roberts. Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake Roberts. The snake. Jake minus the Snake Roberts. <laughs> uh, this one, we had Lance Archer doing his usual gimmick where he attacks a random person. Uh, so continuing that streak. Love it. Um, so yeah, with Jake the Snake on the mic, he was basically talking about how they need uh, to team up with 
couple of guys for a six-man tag match. Um, so yeah, Jake the Snake called out Taz, called Taz out to the ring, uh, basically announced that they're teaming up. Lance Archer and Jake the Snake Roberts are teaming up with Team Taz, which is Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks. Squad. Uh, said, yep, they're squad deep now. Uh, Taz said that they'd be happy to team up, but reminded Roberts that they have a deal where if uh, Archer beats John Moxley uh, for the belt, that Brian Cage gets the first shot. Mm. Uh, that's when John Moxley came out as usual, comes out in the stands, uh, had a mic. And as soon as he started to talk, uh, Ricky Starks attacked him from behind because Ricky Starks was standing, sitting in the stands right behind where John Moxley came out. Uh, Brian Cage came out of nowhere too, helped Starks attack Moxley. And then that's when Big Will Hobbs uh, came out with a steel chair, saved John Moxley. Will Hobbs is that, um, from what I read, he's a new signee. Like he's been on Dark for a while, but he's officially signed now. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's why he's got the push on Dynamite because he's officially signed now, but he's been on Dark a couple of times. <clears throat> um, so it's basically Moxley announced right then and there that it's going to be him, Will Hobbs, and Darby Allen. Squad. Uh, they're going to take on Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks in the six-man tag this coming, uh, well, from what you told me, this Tuesday. As we're recording this on Sunday, yeah, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night for Dynamite. Uh, so yeah, this should be a nice little uh, six-man war. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking great. Yep, because uh, Celtics play. So Cel- yeah, yeah, the Celtics play on Wednesday. They have a few days off, and that's why they're not playing on Wednesday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that. And then in the main event of the night, we had the parking lot brawl between Best Friends and Santana and Ortiz. Uh, this was definitely match of the night. Ooh, match of the Probably year. Match of the year. Yeah. No uh, question. Have some more details on the actual like rating of the match. Oh, word. I'm curious. But. Um, so yeah, so this one it was basically a match at a parking lot that where it was like a circle of cars and people, and um, yeah, it looked Santana like Death Jam fight for NY. It was fucking Weapon. tight. Oh, I said oh yeah, it, did, yeah, fight for, it reminded you of Death Jam fight for NY. Yeah, that shit was fucking great. Uh, just like it, they used the environment just like the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. A lot of shit, a lot of little spots. I've I, Wrote down a ton of shit. Um, <laughs> starting off with Santana and Ortiz with Dead President's face paint. Yo, fucking oh, that shit was fucking money. A corpse paint for all my metal fans. Ah, oh, it's fucking money. Um, but yeah, it's an incredible fucking match. Uh, at one point, Ortiz was uh, sandwiched between the engine and the hood of a car. Oh, yeah, and uh, they were like slamming it on him a bunch of times and then both best friends did senton bombs oh. from the roof onto the hood Duh. sandwiching him in between again oh man that shit was fucking brutal uh, what was the next thing around there Santana had the uh, collapsible police baton oh yeah that's right I forgot all about the baton that match was so crazy 
Um, Ortiz <laughs> threw the fucking sledgehammer that almost took off Chuck Taylor's head. Man, that shit got stuck in the fucking windshield. Oh, yeah, it got stuck in the windshield. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, then we had Ortiz suplexing Chuck Taylor on the roof of the car. And then right after that, Santana came with a splash out of nowhere on top of Out of, of nowhere. These niggas uh, is really hurting each other. <laughs> who was uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was was it Chuck Taylor that suplex Ortiz through the metal bike rack? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. No. Uh, who's who's got the big hair? Yeah, yeah. Santana. Yeah. 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 No, no, it was Ortiz that got suplexed. Oh. I don't know but I don't know if it was Trent or Chuck Taylor that did it. Gotcha. Uh, but then Ortiz got power bombed. I know Ortiz power bombed Trent on the roof of the car. Uh, then we had Santana and Ortiz right after they power right after Ortiz power bombed Trent on the roof of the car. Santana and Ortiz took him and double power bombed him this time into the windshield of the car. Yeah, that shit was Trent's back was a mess, a hot bloody mess. That shit was fucking crazy. Yeah, she was nuts. Uh, after that, <laughs> uh, Santana was gonna hit uh, Chuck Taylor with a pipe, and then out of nowhere, trunk pops open, and fucking Orange Cassidy pops out, hits Santana with the orange punch. Yep. Uh, but this Orange Cassidy had a chain wrapped around his fist, so it knocked out Santana. Uh, so that's when Chuck Taylor pile drived Santana on the roof of the car took him out and Trent hit Ortiz with some weird driver through a metal board into the bed of a pickup truck and uh, held his legs for the pin God, that shit got was the win crazy. Uh, so it was a big win for uh, best friends there in that match like we said match of the night definitely match of the year possibly um, yeah fantastic I don't want they even left Best friends even left in. They got picked up by uh, Trent's mom, Sue, in the van. <laughs> and they drove off with Sue flipping off Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Which was great. So I'll say, I don't watch a ton of outside AEW. like, But from what I re- Was it this year? Because this year has been really long and crazy. <laughs> was that, that um, The Undertaker with the cinematic WWE match with... um. What's his face? Um, was that this year? Was that this? Yes, I believe that was this year's WrestleMania. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So yeah. th- that match and then this match are the only two matches that I've seen on the internet as like, yo, this is like match of the year. Mm. Um, and not because the Undertaker shit was match of the year, just because of the way they shot it and presented it. Well, yeah. The, well, the way that match was—that's like that was shot way more cinematic, right? Right. Compared to this, like this was like a regular. This was match. a regular ass match, but still, yeah. man, ah, just talking yeah, about so, it, I gotta watch it again. So I don't know if you know. Have you ever heard of the name Dave Meltzer? Oh yeah, he gave it five stars. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a big time wrestling journalist. He rates all these fucking matches. Fucking uh, gave. Five stars, kind of a rare rating. He does give higher ratings, which are super rare, but five stars are pretty rare as well. This is the first five-star match in AEW history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to kind of give you an idea, if you remember, the Razor Ramon-Shawn Michaels ladder match 
Of course, at WrestleMania bro. 10. Oh, of course, man. I'll never... That was a five-star. Brett versus Owen Hart in the steel cage match in SummerSlam yeah. was a five-star. Stone Cold versus Bret Hart in that submission match where Stone Cold, like, where he passed out. He was all bloody. Yeah, that was a yeah, fucking That was a five-star. So, oh, like, yeah. it's up there with that tier yeah, this is of match. While we were watching it, we were calling it like, yo, this is, like... The probably the best match that we've seen in a long time, and yeah, yeah, it was, it was like we, you, I don't know, we've been watching wrestling for a long time, on and off for me. Um, so like, you just know when you're watching something special, like you just mm-hmm. know, and like that was, yeah, that shit was fucking crazy. Yeah, a lot of big spots, a lot of putting their body on the line, sacrificing themselves. There was a lot of crazy shit that went on in there. Yeah, boy, that was a fucking amazing match. Yeah, when we're fucking done, I'm gonna go watch that again. Yeah, I just honestly, I just finished watching it before we started recording, and it is uh, fantastic to watch that match again. And you, you can watch that whole show all over again. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. That will probably that whole night of matches show. was great. And then that'll give me. I'll watch that, and then uh, Sunday Night Football will be on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so lastly, before we go, uh, some NASCAR playoffs. Uh, we had another Saturday night race last night. Oh, nice. We had the Bass Pro Shops night race from Bristol. Uh, that was won by Kevin Harvick in his number four. Uh, we had my other boy, Kyle Busch, coming in, in uh, second with the number 18. Uh, the number 20 of Eric Jones came in third. The number eight of Tyler Reddick came in fourth. And the number 10 of Eric Almarola came in fifth. Uh, so that was the final race in the um, in the round of 16. So uh, four drivers got cut from the playoffs. Damn. We have seven races left. So as of right now, um, after the, uh, this, so this is the standings after this Bristol race. Uh, in first place, we have Kevin Harvick because of his win. Right, right. Uh, second place, we have the number 11 of Danny Hamlin. Third place, we have the number two of Brad Kozlowski. Fourth place is the number 22 of Joe Logano. Uh, fifth place is the number nine of Chase Elliott. Sixth is the number 19 of Martin Truex Jr. Seventh is the number 88 of Alex Bowman. Eight is the number three of Austin Dillon. Ninth is the ten of Eric Almarola. Tenth is the number eighteen of Kyle Bush. Eleven is the number fourteen of Clint Boyer. And in twelfth and final position is the number one of Kurt Bush. Uh, the four drivers who have got who got cut are Cole Custer, that rookie or yeah. that young kid. Uh, he just recently got cut. Then we have William Byron in the number twenty four. Ryan Blaney in the 12 and Matt D. Benedetto in the 21. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, seven races left. So three races for the round of 12, then three more races for the next round, and then one final race for the cup. For the cup? Stanley's Cup? Uh, I was going to say the Sprint Cup, but that's not the sponsor anymore. Ah, the shit. Monster Energy Cup. The Sprint Cup. Get with the times, dog. No, sir. Bro, there was a time it was sponsored by Winston. Winston. I remember. Winston Cups. <laughs> Those fucking shitty cigarettes. Boy, I no used bullshit. to... No bullshit. I almost bought 
I almost bought a retro Dale Earnhardt Winston Cup champion hat. <laughs> Probably smells like old stale cigarettes. Oh man, and sweat. <laughs> oh, it's gross, but tight. Gross, tight though. <laughs> <clears throat> you can all follow us collectively at TMS Report. Scheme, where can the good people follow you? Follow me at Scheme 44. Follow that nigga. Follow that nigga at Scheme 44. Make sure you follow uh, Julian at Julian C. Mitchell because that's his name. And make sure you follow me. I'm at The Beatnik. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Scheme Edition podcast. And uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. She's a very kinky girl. Get it all.